Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I'm Josh and I'm here with Mindy. And um, we are trying a whole new setup today because, well, partly because we had yet another lost episode, unfortunately. Yeah. That was very, that was, yeah, it was very disappointing. Um, basically, the way I recorded is through one program and then I have to edit it with another, which is Audacity. Um, but for whatever reason, the original program, I just couldn't see the file after. And it just wasn't there the next or a couple of days later when I was going to edit. So yeah. it's sad. I made a lot of great jokes, but now I forget them all. And now we'll never know what I said. Yes. Um, she she did have a lot of. Uh, yeah, it would have been um, a very good episode. It was about pride. So just in case you're out there and wondering why we didn't have a pride episode, we tried. Yeah. We, um, tried. we just the file got lost. Um, we had my niece Hannah on. She taught us a lot about the entire culture of that. Um, the LGBT, there's a lot of letters to it that we yeah. talked about. Um, she talked about how maybe what we can have her in the future whenever we kind of just um, forget about the entire thing. And then maybe we'll, next year. Yeah, maybe <laughs> next year. We've had a few um, episodes that have have been lost unfortunately but right now we have you know prime day came up and i got our um previous engineer to help me out find some equipment i got a mixer i got some xlr microphones yeah he's got this whole setup which i don't know um, there's not a <laughs> how, lot of knob. Would, what would you describe this piece of equipment what the, would, it, uh like a switchboard or something like mm-hmm. that i mean it kind of looks like one like i'm already mm-hmm. hitting doing my own role and yeah there's a lot of own. like spinny things and little little jabby things that you just move up and down and a lot of uh, holes that you put shit in you know spinny things and jabby things <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the name of the company that made this uh, mixer yeah people should hire me to name their products <laughs> yeah it's okay i can't really laugh too much at you because i needed a lot of help getting all this set up of course mm-hmm. i don't really know a lot about it it's just a mix a mixer where and uh we got some you know better quality microphones into this i have a third one now for when we oh, have guests i got better for it it's twisty things slidey things and <laughs> pokey things <laughs> okay fair enough it's like it sounds like if they tried to censor a a porn title or something <laughs> um but yeah we'll see how this sounds and if this episode gets released um i'm doing everything in audacity now so any type of editing and and post effects and everything's going to be directly into here. If you hear stuff that you hadn't heard before, it's probably because they're more sensitive now. So hopefully, yeah. I hope you didn't hear that screaming <laughs> child that yeah. was outside. Every time we want to record, the neighbors are of course throwing some kind of uh, fiesta event or um, party. I heard Lady Gaga playing earlier when I was trying to set up the stuff, and then what it song? Was, um, I can't remember one of the was it one of her earlier songs? Um. I think it might have been um, Poker Face. Oh, okay. Um, That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, if you hear stuff like that, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be another process, but hopefully no more lost episodes and no more like two-week <laughs> gaps because it should be easier for me to edit from now on also, which is another big reason this should help. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, um, maybe one day we'll revisit Pride, but Hannah was a great guest. Mindy was on fire with her jokes. Yeah. That was my same usual. I think I made some kind self. of joke where it was like, <laughs> "You're gonna try to recreate the whole moment." Well, no, I was just it's like because <laughs> we were trying to explain what queer was because oh, you yeah, didn't know yeah. what queer meant, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I just assume it's like I'm not straight, and that's how you gotta know. Yeah, you know? I mean that's 
not really a joke, just kind of like a truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, that would have been episode 94. Instead, episode 94 will be about twist endings or some kind of stories with a twist, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of something that I'm a fan of when, with like movies and shows I watch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of why psychological thrillers are my favorite types of movies. And I've watched so many of them. I've gone through like whole lists of the best psychological thrillers and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like my whole life has been just like a bunch of twists <laughs> that I wasn't expecting. And now here I am. There you go. Yeah, so we'll be getting, we'll be diving into that a little bit later. Um, as far as quarantine corner, like I said, we got some more equipment. Um, Joaquin has been a little a bit under the weather. He's been throwing up our our little dog. Mm-hmm. Um, we we tried giving him some boiled chicken, which is supposed to help their stomach tonight. So he should be okay. Mm, I know. And uh, Mindy got this little uh, Aeropod plant type deal oh, yeah. on, over Amazon. Yeah, people Prime keep Day. people keep asking me if I'm gonna grow a pot in it, and they're like, <laughs> "No, I'm just growing herbs, like <laughs> for cooking." <laughs> yeah, it's a little thing that was on sale for Prime Day that um, you can put like little plant pods of different seeds. Yeah, so right now there's basil, um, thyme, thyme, oregano. Yeah, and... a lot of pizza. It was a pizza seed kit. Right? Yeah. So it's basically, it has its own lamp and it kind of reminds you when to water it and it's very idiot proof. And Well, let's see. We'll yeah. figure that out because I'm a big idiot when it comes to plants. <clears throat> yeah. So. I mean, you, you did mess up the lighting in the first day, but... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, it's not completely idiot proof, but we'll see if I can grow anything. Yeah. Because so got... if I can't grow with, with this shit, I'm... I, it, yeah, it's you're un... hopeless. Because yeah. maybe this is like a beginning, a beginner's set for you wanting to do something in the backyard. Which will, which will actually require a lot more yeah. care. Uh, I this hope is kind so. Of, uh, it does everything for you, but you just have to water it every now and then. Yeah, because especially like growing up, like in Mexico, um, my my grandma had like this beautiful garden in her backyard. Like it had so many plants and fruit and stuff. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, that'd be cool to, you know, have something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good uh, investment. We'll see how it pays off. Yeah, but my grandma was like really good at plants, and I, oh. didn't, I didn't get any of that from her. Did you, oh, did you read at all about how long these would take? Uh, it takes a couple of weeks. Oh, like okay. I would like maybe four to eight weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, depending on the plant, I think I have to prune them, which I don't know what that <laughs> means. I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to have to Google it and see what I'm supposed to do when it gets to get... It cut to you, you just like throwing pr- <laughs> actual prunes in there. <laughs> um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Do you like prunes? Uh, yeah. I just think they're I mean, just big raisins, right? I haven't right? had them in forever. Yeah. I used to take them to help me poop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing. I'm sure it is. Yeah, we can maybe use it on the dogs if they ever have trouble. But I think I I remember an old memory of like being on the toilet and my sisters making fun of me because I'd be like, "Mom, I need prunes." <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> you can only find here on the podcast. Yeah. Hopefully that part will be lost. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, funny stuff. Anyways, um, beyond that, um, let's go ahead and jump into Mindy tries it here. Speaking of eating. Yeah, speaking of reverse eating. Uh, Let me actually find the description because I forgot to go to the page. We're almost at the end of this, but we're going to restock our, not the Boksu box, but more just, you know. Yeah, because my last day of work is on Tuesday. And I found, thanks to TikTok, I found this cool ramen place in San Antonio that also has like a bunch of Japanese snacks and things like that. So on my last day, we're going to go there. Yeah, yeah, we're going to. 
I need a, <clears throat> I need something after this year, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is the segment where the segment where she tries um, something from the boxy box, which is Japanese snacks. I'm gonna give her a piece here and let her kind of feel it. Finally. Maybe. Okay. What is it? What is this? Um, it's like a green pound cake, but I imagine it's mochi flavored. I mean, not mochi. Um, <laughs> freaking. Um, why can't I? What did someone just? Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I think someone just got stabbed outside. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, no big deal. Um, I'm trying to think. I know the flavor. Why can't I think of it? it? I mean, you're close. It's not mo. It's ma. Oh, matcha. There matcha, you go. Yeah. Matcha chocolate stick cake. Oh yeah. Um, and she's she's diving in. Go ahead, take a bite. <laughs> I don't know if you need to get right up on the mic <laughs> for that. It's good. Yeah. It didn't taste like too much like matcha, but it has like a little chocolate right, chips. I'm gonna in try the a piece too. So it's basically like green, like Hulk green on the inside. Yeah, it just looks like a pound cake. There's something in it also. Let me read. I think chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This soft cake uses matcha from Uji Kyoto, which is known for its high-quality matcha. Hmm. Pairing earthy matcha with bittersweet chocolate chips gives this cake a rich, subtly sweet flavor. It has milks, eggs, tree nuts, wheat, and... Oh, wait. It, common allergens. So, oh. I mean, yeah, I guess it does have that. It's just saying... If you have these allergies, stay away. Mm. Thanks for telling me after. I eat it. <laughs> you don't have any allergies. No, I don't. All right, so thumbs up to that one. Yeah, for sure. Is there more? Yes, there's more. Let me let me give you a little bit more. Good. There's a little bit more, so we'll save it till the end. Okay. Um, but before we jump into, actually, let's see. Okay. You'll get it at the end, but if you guess the age within six years... That's um, a random number. I mean, I don't know. I was going to say five, but... Okay, five. How, you want to try four? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go for four, huh, buddy? How about seven? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go five. No, um, seven. <laughs> all right, so... So six, okay. Yeah, um, five and a half. <laughs> uh, I'll think about it. If it's if it's six... Um, okay, fine. All right, we'll save six. <laughs> Before we jump into into yours... Let's go ahead and get into questioning Florida. So this week, um, I actually have one that does have a twist ending. Okay. Um, because I don't have a main, I don't have like a, a main segment here. Okay. Because I, I kind of wanted to take this one a little bit easier and just focus more on engineering. But I'll have one soon. Um, let's go ahead and jump into it. This is from Newsweek, and it is um, June 18th of this year, so. Okay. Or, like, just a f- couple weeks ago. Headline. Starbucks customer pulls gun on barista, demands cream cheese. For her bagel or his bagel? <laughs> I like how you said her first. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's probably clearly a guy. Um, all right, let's get into it. A Starbucks worker in Miami Gardens, Florida, was threatened by a customer with a gun over a dispute about cream cheese. The 23-year-old woman was working at the coffee shop's drive-thru on Wednesday, as reported by Local 10 News, when a customer grew angry. The suspect, identified as Omar Wright, sparked a feud over cream cheese that led to verbal and physical threats being directed at the Starbucks barista before he pulled out a gun. Mindy's shaking her head already. Yeah. Wright fled the scene as the police were called, but he was arrested on Thursday. 
He's now in custody facing an aggravated assault charge. Mm. According to the news, the arrest report says, quote, Mr. Wright's demands for cream cheese, while armed with a firearm, caused a well-founded fear in the victim, leading her to believe that if she didn't give him the cream cheese, whether he pays for it or not, her life was being put at risk. Very, like, uh, lawyer-speak comments. Like, yeah, it, I mean, if just ask for cream cheese. I mean, <laughs> it's you don't have to put a gun, because, like, once a gun comes up, you, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that person, like, just kind of froze mm-hmm. out of fear. Well, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, it's... It's like free. Just ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> is it free? Yeah, it should be. At Starbucks? Well, because I usually only get it when I get my bagel and they're like, you know, do you want cream cheese? Oh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it should be. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a thing that should just be, I mean, it goes with bagels. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, unless this guy just, just wanted cream cheese just yeah. after ordering Unfortunately, a coffee. Yeah, I don't know if it jumps into why, um, but here's the twist. Okay. The woman is the daughter of police chief Delma Noel Pratt, the woman, the barista, oh. who spoke about the incident at a march against gun violence just hours after the altercation. So very much the wrong person to yeah. come after uh, with cream cheese. Um, Noel Pratt told the crowd, community needs to take the streets back. Just today, I could have lost my daughter. She had a gun stuck in her face. She also told the news, forget about the badge, forget about the title, that's my child. And I thought about, am I going to see her again? Is she okay? Of course she was upset, she was crying, and so I had to go into mom mode. It's thanks in parts to the witnesses, to the real-time crime center that we have, because of the various cameras that we have in system, in that system, they were able to get a partial tag. The police chief added that she's just happy that he's not going to hurt anybody else again. Okay, so now for the rest of the matcha. Okay. Guess the age of the uh, cream cheese person. Cream cheese criminal. (laughs) Mm. I don't know how much there is to go on, so you're just going to have to get lucky, maybe. I'm going to guess they're like 45. 45? Yeah. Okay, the cream cheese criminal is 38 uh, years yeah. old. You missed it by one. <laughs> so now you have to wait. What you're going to just breeze through your story so you can have the rest of it. Yeah, wait I, till the that, end of the episode. I can just grab it. I mean, no. <laughs> I'm going to move it over here. You don't, you don't want to mess up the episode. I mean, you can just edit it. <laughs> no, I will not edit anything you do. <laughs> I will only edit when I had to clear my throat or cough or sneeze. Mm. That's, that's a new rule. <laughs> all right so you'll have it after so uh be like, unless i just eat it that'd be fucked up but i won't all right let's get to his florida man score real quick there's a firearm involved that's surprisingly just one point mm. i couldn't really find i don't what would you describe starbucks as like i wouldn't say restaurant it's like well, it's just like they I had mean, fast food restaurant which is what i gave it but they I didn't would, have would, like coffee shop or something i would there. say it's a fast food restaurant because they sell like you know like sandwiches fast food yeah, yeah. okay all right, so a fast food restaurant is two points. An assault with a deadly weapon is five. They, I think it was uh, arrested for assault, even though it was just kind of brandishing it. But, I, mean, I mean, and he did have a deadly weapon. Yeah, that's that part is true. So a total of eight, not a whole lot, but um, as usual, very unnecessary and very stupid mm-hmm. and very Florida man. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was, I guess, my Florida man and my little twist there. But I'm anxious to hear what you came up with. Okay. Um, oh, she's pulling up a chair. Well, 
my foot is like kind of hanging <laughs> off the side, so okay. like I need a, another chair to support my foot. All right. Um, okay, so I'm gonna p- talk about Han Scharf. Han. Hans. Hans Scharf. Scharf. Okay. Okay. So Scharf was born on December sixteenth, nineteen oh seven, in East Prussia. So we have. Was the same that a coincidence that you had the same birthday? Um. No. How I, did How did you come about this? You see. (laughs) As an adult, he worked as a director of the overseas division for Germany. Um, He would travel between his work in South Africa and Germany for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, He'd like build build cars and shit. (laughs) Um, That is until the summer of 1939 when... Uh, The war. Which one? (laughs) World War Two. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so World War Two broke out, um, and so um, so when he was working in Berlin, um, he was drafted to what they called the NBA, wo- <laughs> <laughs> the Wehrmacht. I don't know. It's something <laughs> German. It, the, it's the Nazis. Okay, it's the Nazis. So he's working for the Nazis. Okay. Um, so he did some training, and then after his training, um, he was scheduled to be deployed um, to Russia. Mm-hmm. to fight um but then his wife was like what he speaks fluent english and you're gonna waste him on like going to the front lines in russia mm-hmm. um so she talked to a german general and pleaded with him to give him another position based on his skill set which mm. is just speaking english okay um and apparently that worked and the german officer sent a telegram to his unit saying that he's going to be transferred to the interpreter's company 12 to serve as in um German-English interpreter. During this time um, as an interpreter, he saw um, the appalling treatment that the POWs had during interrogation sessions. He vowed to do things differently if he ever was in a position of influence, which would come sooner than he thought. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to a string of coincidences and an airplane crash that killed two of his superiors, Scharf became in charge of the Luquef's interrogation department. This is a real designated survivor uh, (laughs) storyline. I guess so. (laughs) Um, And so as, um, uh, what was he? Um, Because now he's in in charge of this this, uh, interrogation department. Um, He was tasked with extracting information from captured Allied pilots. Hmm. Um, And so throughout the war, he would also be tasked to interrogate captured officers and spies as well. Okay. However... Um, Scharf used a different method to interrogate uh, POWs. Scharf developed what would become known as the Scharf Technique. Basically, the Scharf Technique emphasizes the... Tickling. (laughs) (laughs) This is where the tickling phenomenon began. (laughs) Yeah, this is the invention of that. That's how easy he wanted to go on them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so this emphasizes the importance of the interrogating putting um, themselves in place of the prisoner. You remain fin- friendly, don't force any questions or confessions, and create the illusion that you already know more or less everything the prisoner knows. Oh, okay. Um, in addition, you prey upon prisoners' fears, which is our, which are the Gestapo, because they're right. bad people. <laughs> um, you portray yourself as their closest ally in the predicament, telling them while you like nothing more than to see them safely deposited in a POW camp, your hands are tied unless a prisoner um, gives, y- gives you like a few details 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, after you plant the fear into the prisoner, you continue to act as a friend, including sharing jokes, um, sharing homemade food items, and sometimes alcohol with them. Hmm. Um, and so he, Scharf was exceptionally good at this technique because he was fluent in English and was knowledgeable about British and American customs. Perfect. Um, which helped him gain trust and friendship with his prisoners. Uh, one of his most favorite, famous interrogations with, was with a, a famous American pilot. His name is Hubert Zumek, something like that. <laughs> um, so this pilot was shot over Germany in October 1944. After several days of being on the run, he was captured and sent to Scharf's um, to, to get interrogated. Right. Um, Scharf made friendly conversation with him and made it seem like he would... He wasn't too interested in military intelligence. Um, during a stroll through the woods, Scharf mistakenly mentioned that a chemical shortage was responsible for, a tracer, for tracer bullets from American planes leaving a white residue rather than like a red smoke, I guess. Mm, okay. uh, but then uh, Hubert corrected him and he said there was no chemical shortage and the, color, the change in color was a signal that the aircraft was running low on ammunition. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Sharp didn't bat an eye, and he continued with the conversation. So basically, he just was like, oh, no, you're wrong. We just use it for this. Right. Yeah. Um, fortunately, Hubert would survive the war, and when he recalled his capture to the U.S. Army, it wasn't until then that he realized what he had done. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, oh shit. shit. I guess I shouldn't have told him yeah. that. Oh, well. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of the 500 people he interrogated, only a couple dozen didn't provide useful intelligence to Scharf. Um, I didn't put this in here, but there's also like something where like he had a book, and like he just asked people to like you know the pilots that he captured. Mm-hmm. He just asked them to sign the book, and they're like, yeah, cool. So he, yeah, he had this book with <laughs> all these guest signatures. book. Yeah, like a guest book. <laughs> That's how friendly he was. Yeah. Um, after World War II, um, due to the fact that Scharf could be, a use, could be useful to the United States and wasn't technically a bad Nazi because, you know, right. just being nice to them, <laughs> um, he didn't end up being tried at the Nuremberg trials. Oh, okay. Um, he was asked to come to the, U- the United States in 1948 to testify in a trial for some dude that I don't care about. So, <laughs> so, uh, but then ba- basically he just stayed in the U.S. after that. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, Scharf fell back upon his artistic influences he acquired during his youth. He began creating mosaic art and furniture in New York City. Scharf created a mosaic art company called the Hans Scharf Designs. Him, along with his daughter-in-law, were hired by Disney to create five 15-foot wall mosaics telling the story of Cinderella. What the? And that it's currently, it still is in Cinderella's castle and Walt Disney World. <laughs> Wait, is that the twist? Yeah, that's the twist. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they're still, they're, if you go in Cinderella's castle, they're still there. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Um, he also created a marbled mosaic floor in the California State Capitol building, um, mosaic entry ramps at Disney's Epcot Center, and a mosaic eagle floor at the University of Southern California. So this is the guy that was commissioned to yeah, the, interrogate uh, Mer- American, American soldiers, uh, uh, enemies? Uh, Mer- well, allied POWs in general. 
Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, this this is the that guy that among basically them. Yeah. like the Nazis hired him to interrogate <laughs> yeah. POWs. He was real cool and was able to get all this information. <laughs> and then he made a Cinderella mosaic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, he he kept working on on this until his death in September tenth, uh, nineteen ninety two. Um, and his company is still in operation as Sharf and Sharf. <laughs> like a um, lawyers or something. Yeah, I, I, I think his, his daughter-in-law is still, you know, running oh, it okay. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the twist I need. Like a, a, like a Nazi literally now made mosaics for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't there other like history around uh, Disney and... Nazi stuff and propaganda and all that nonsense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but there's some stuff to it. Um, I mean, this is not like the bad part. Right. <laughs> the bad side well, of we it. We need to dive into that at some point. Oh, yeah. That's that's a future episode. But mm-hmm. this is just like, um, I kind of thought this was two twists because, you know, he's technically a Nazi, but then he's just like treating all these POWs like super well. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that of Nazis at all. Yeah. And then uh, he did mosaic shit. And, the, and, and everything the, about him is a twist. Like yeah, he's actually cool. And if you actually Google the mosaics, they're actually really beautiful. Hmm. They're really nice. Nice. So yeah. besides Cinderella, like doing the Heil Hitler <laughs> motion, but everything <laughs> you, else. Yeah, you, cool. you just gotta add that in there, you know, <laughs> with the armband. <laughs> well, I, I think there's like a just a little Nazi symbol on the corner. <laughs> one of the swastika. Oh yeah, the swastika. <laughs> whatever. Uh, wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, so that's Han Sharp. And there's, I could have gone more into like, because, um, you know, the U.S. government tried to use the Sharp technique. Right. As part of their. Characters. How do you spell Sharp? Uh, S C H A R F F. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so look into that if you want to know more about it. I'm sure there's YouTube stuff on it. And yeah, it. Obama had some quote about him, but I was like, I don't really care about that. I just want. <laughs> Like he made he made shit for Disney. And down to it, yeah. Yeah. So Cool. There, there you go. There you go. That definitely a lot of twists in there. Kids are still playing in the backyard. Um, yeah. Probably I don't even it's probably can't even hear them on this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I can hear we can yes, hear them. We can definitely hear them. They're screaming their heads off and they have a trampoline, so um and our dog's are waiting to be let out probably to uh um go poop after they had their their chicken <laughs> their chicken well hopefully so, not the rub yeah uh, hopefully they'll be better um but yeah um we'll see how this episode turns out it'll be a shorter one just so i can <clears throat> get back into all this uh, engineering and stuff and make it a little bit easier on myself mm-hmm. and we'll be back more to with regular episodes and we're almost at 100 we're getting there yeah i'm i'm off for like oh yeah that. Two and a half weeks, so I should we yeah, just so, have to do more. Yeah, we'll be able to. We've been saying that a lot too, that we'll be, do, be doing it more regularly. But with this process, we should actually be able to make good on that. So, But we make no promises. Yes, we make no promises. But on that note, let's go ahead and raise our glasses here. Go grab a refill. All right, bye. And get you some matcha. Hey, you matcha. Oh, 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 oh.